Hey, thank you so much for listening to my podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Bowling, and I'm way pumped to have you join me today because I get to interview a special guest. As you listen today, you get to hear what it looks like to live in genuine love every day, and you're going to love it. Be sure to subscribe and share this with your friends. Hey, hey, thank you so much for watching my YouTube channel, listening. Uh, Of course, I want you to subscribe. We have great content and super fun interviews. I'm going to tell you who our guest is today. Love this dude. But here's your fantastic joke. (laughs) What kind of bee can't make up its mind? A maybe. (laughs) (laughs) Even the camera operators are like, ooh. (laughs) I know, they're (laughs) horrible jokes. But here's the fun part. Of course, subscribe. Of course, you want to share this with your friends. And the fun part is Robert Henderson. Yay! It's good to be with you again. Totally stoked. I think this is my third time to interview you. At least, for yeah. For this channel, right? Yeah, yeah for, mm-hmm. for this channel, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Totally cool. Yep. So you moved to Colorado Springs recently. I did. I live in Denver, so why? Yeah, well, we lived in the Springs. Uh, those people live there call it the Springs. Yeah. We lived in the Springs from 07 to 13. And and we're planning on just staying there. Because of some situations, I had to go back to Texas and mm-hmm. begin to teach at Christ for the Nations. I taught there for a few semesters. Yep. Um, uh, but then moved back to where we came from originally, which was Waco, Texas, and replanted a church during COVID. My son, Micah, is now leading that church. Him and his wife doing a tremendous job. But then I really felt, in fact, quite honestly, I had a dream that I was supposed to be back in Colorado Springs. Hmm. So talked with some people and just prayed about it. And my and the main thing is my wife agreed with me. Oh, wow. <laughs> and so we moved back to Colorado Springs about a year and a half ago, and we love it. Yeah. We love living here in, in Colorado and yeah. in this area. It's just tremendous. Yeah. But all your kids are in Texas? All of my, no, no, that's not, I was going to say yes, but no, my youngest and his wife and their little boy, uh, Franklin, is, are living in Colorado Springs. Oh. And he is planning a church there. Huh. Uh, they're about in, right now they're about four weeks in, got about 45 people starting off, doing great. Um, And so I have three sons that pastor, pastor churches now. Wow. Uh, my I have four boys, and three of them are pastors of their own churches. Goodness sakes. So. What's the fourth one do? My The fourth one is the oldest, and he's in the business world. He actually uh, has been very successful in the business world, uh, made lots of money. I, I asked him, I said, did I ever tell you about tithing? <laughs> right? <laughs> no, he does, does well, does really, really well, him and his wife, hmm. so. Why do your three boys, I mean, like all pastors, what's the attraction to that? I don't know. I told, I, I, one of the things I told my wife, I said, you know, our life must have not have been too bad. Hmm. I said, I know, I know they're called of God, yeah. but at the same time, there was never this big thing they had to get over of, oh, I don't never want to be in ministry. Hmm. Ministry's terrible. It's so hard. There was never any of that in our in our family. They actually grew up with a real respect. You know, one of the things that Sarah that I I'd watched other people and I'd watched their children have yeah. to sacrifice yeah. because mom and dad were in ministry. Yeah. And I said, Lord, I don't want to do that. Hmm. And I literally said, I want my kids to think it was that they were privileged because I was in ministry. Hmm. I said that's what that's what I desire, and I think we must have been able to 
have you know done a little bit of that because whenever God called them to do what they're doing, um, they didn't have a big fight with it. It wasn't something that they just struggled with to get past. They just said, yeah, well, that, that's what we want to do. Hmm. Interesting. And so, like, because you did ministry and pastoring and all that stuff, right? Yes, I did. And because, um, you know, I'm a pastor's kid. Uh, absolutely. <laughs> and uh, and how did you navigate? Some Because sometimes people in churches don't always do well with the kids, that's pastor's right. kids. That's right. How'd you, how did you work that? I made sure that my kids knew I was their biggest advocate, that I was not going to let church people attack them mm -hmm. and get away with it. And so I would literally say, my kids are off limits. My, my kids, my kid, there's no, my kids have no more requirement on them than any other child in this, in this church. Yep. And so, and, and, and watch this, neither does my wife. I mean, I just, I literally, my wife was not is, and is not one that wants to be up front. She loves to be behind the scenes, all that kind of thing. And so, um, uh, so she was never like a preacher or something like this. Yeah. Uh, but my children, I just, I just let them know I was divinity. I remember hearing a story years ago, uh, a, a, a minister who he told this story that he was from Canada and that he was a, a group of boys with a group of boys that threw a rock and broke a window out of the little country church they yeah. went to. Well, one of the deacons of the church grabbed him, drug him to where his father was with a group of other men and said, Who's son, whose kid is this? Hmm. And the, the, uh, the, the, the preacher friend said that his father looked at the man that had a hold of him very gruffly and hard and dragging him and said, he's mine, let him go. And his, and the, and the, my preacher said, I never forgot that. He said, my dad stood for me, protected me, even though I was wrong, he protected me. And that's what I tried to do with my children. Mm -hmm. That's pretty amazing. Really amazing. Yep. I mean, I think about it. Yeah. Totally cool. Yeah. Hmm. So how many grandkids do you have? <laughs> I have nine. <laughs> we have nine. We have six. Now we have six. So so they have the four boys, but then I have two daughters that all that work for me. Okay. They work for me, and uh, the, and all of them together have we have nine children. Huh. That's totally so, cool. So oh, nine, nine. Excuse me. Grandkids. Nine grandchildren. Yeah. Nine grandchildren. And yes. Range from age the oldest. They, the is oldest about? is a senior in high school, so he's seventeen this wow. year. The youngest one is seven months old. That's so, cool. Yeah, <laughs> and majority of them are in Texas. Yes, the 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 youngest and his wife and their child live here, but everybody else is in Texas right now. Yeah. And how does that work for grandkids? Because I always hear that's um, a thing. <laughs> we make lots of trips to Texas. Uh -huh. Yeah. <laughs> okay. For instance, for yeah. instance, we just went down to watch our grandson play. He's a senior, plays football. He's on the football team. Watch him play football. Uh, at a big 6A school there. He, he, he plays football for this team. Washington played football on Friday. On Saturday, we drove two-plus hours to Walker's birthday party, his second birthday party, came back that same day, drove another three hours to Emma's birthday party, Oof. And then drove back home on, and then flew out the next day. Ooh. So, so, but that was my wife's desire. So that's what we did. Yeah. And so that's what we do. Yeah. 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 Lots of driving, lots, lots of, of driving. travel. Yeah. Lots. Any plans for any of them to move up here? 
Yeah, Maybe. I think my grandson. <laughs> I think my grandson is actually uh, about to graduate high school in May. He'll he 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 was he was actually lived here for five years of his his early life, mm-hmm. and he loves Colorado. He still mm-hmm. remembers it. Mm-hmm. Can I tell you real real quick? Yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm not trying to be uh, no, offensive like to anybody. I like it, but so my grandson, him and his mom lived in an apartment in Colorado Springs. And so they get out and they're walking. And there's bicycles laying mm-hmm. on the, the yard, uh, on the yard. And and there's two young men dressed in black slacks and white shirt. They're yep. not Mormons. And yep. they're knocking on my daughter's door. Sure. And so my grandson walks up and he says, are you Normans? And and they said, yes. He says, is that a Norman bike? Because <laughs> he had a little friend in school that was a Mormon, and he thought their name was Mo- Norman. Norman. <laughs> so, anyway, so that grandson is thinking about moving here when he graduates high school. He That's really cool. wants to move back here. Yep. Colorado's and if he good. does that, then my suspicion is his mother is going to move up here, too. Yeah. So. Yeah. That's not a bad idea. So, yeah, it, it's a really nice place to live. Yeah. And you don't mind the winters? No. We, in fact, we like them. We, we actually, maybe, maybe it's because of the heat of Texas, mm-hmm. but we actually like the winters, winters here. We, mm-hmm. because I don't travel as much as I used to. Yeah. So we get to sit in the house with yep. the fireplace going. Yeah. You know, in our recliners. Yeah. And you know, we're we're empty nesters. <laughs> so, like winters, let it snow. What do we care? Yeah, 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 yeah. And then we don't have the bugs That's and all those. Right. Mm, yeah, I understand. I understand. <laughs> Absolutely. Totally good. totally good. Are you reading anything good now? Reading? Reading. Uh, well, of course, I of course, always try to read the Bible. But, yep. you know, I don't know about you, but but one of the things, I spend so much time taping. Yeah. And I spend so much time, you know, more and more. I tr- after COVID hit, mm-hmm. I, I really quit traveling. Mm-hmm. And because we did went much more toward media. Yeah. Uh, and but now it's like everybody's or quite a few are wanting me to come. Yeah. So I'm having to make decisions. So I'm, I'm so my time gets really taken up. Mm-hmm. I'm like I'm and and I'm I'm like I you know I'm trying to figure out what I need to be doing when I need to be mm-hmm. doing it. So my answer would be at this very moment I'm not reading. In fact, yep. but I will tell you the thing. I'm I'm a history guy. Yeah. So when I'm on a plane, I've mm-hmm. got a book on my on my um, Kindle thing. Yeah, and uh, and it is I'm trying to remember the title of it. It's about a young man. It's written by him mm-hmm. about a young man that was taken captive by the Native Americans, the Indians down in Texas oh. back in the 1800s. Yeah, <laughs> and he, he grew up as as a Native American, as an Indian tribe. And wow. it is a real-life account of everything that he went through. That sounds cool. And so I like that kind yep. of stuff because I like history. Yep. And so I'm reading all of this and, um, you know, just kind of meditating, thinking, wow, he, here's what it makes me realize what sissies we are. Right. Right. <laughs> this guy this guy went through crazy right. stuff as a young yep. young boy yep. growing into a teenager, mm-hmm. into a man, and I'm like the the treatment he went through initially, mm-hmm. but then the life that they were forced mm-hmm. to live mm-hmm. is like, oh my gosh, and I'm mm-hmm. upset because the traffic's all stopped uh-huh. on twenty five. <laughs> uh-huh. No, I get it. To that end, I finished a book a little while ago. It was about and it's historical as well. And it's about the whaling, the whalers out of Nantucket. 
Yes, that went wow. and did whaling sperm whales so that they could get the oil and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. So they would sail around the bottom of uh, South America and then come because the whales they had to get on the on the Pacific uh, Ocean. Mm -hmm. And there's this they ran into this whale, this sperm whale that was like the Goliath of all. And this this they had whaling boats and this sperm whale was like so massive and the sperm whale rammed rammed their boat like and it was bizarre like they don't do that they don't do that no yeah. no, no no and so the, all the sailors are like oh my gosh and the dude who's telling the story is you know like 16 or something <laughs> and he's you know a, a hand deck hand so no he has to be up in the rigging and all this stuff wow. so the sperm whale rams the boat and then so they're like oh my gosh that's freaky the sperm whale goes way way out and then gears up again and that was like practice for the real ramming Oh my gosh. The sperm whale rams the boat the second time and completely decimates the boat and it starts to sink. So now everybody's like scrambling to save, you know, and all the boat lifeboats and all the stuff. And, and so I read that. And that was really yes. to your point. Like, yes. And so everybody died. And then there was oh cannibalism. There's only like four people that left that survived. Oh my goodness. So this yeah. is a true story. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And Moby Dick. The, the yes, novel, Herman yes. Melville, I don't really like him, but that book is written off of this account. Uh, mm -hmm. yes. So, you know, yes, if I borrow that, I yes. might let you borrow it, maybe. Wow. I know, you're like, woof, yep, yep. we went took a very far <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you so much for watching and listening, subscribing. Hit the notification bell right there. We'll keep you posted on new con content. And let me ask you this question. What's your favorite part of history? Like, put that in the comments. What's your favorite part of history? You're like, I don't like history at all. Well, maybe, maybe like recent stuff. That's called history as well. Or maybe you like something way back. Just what do you like about history? Thanks so much, and we'll catch you next time. Holy buckets, wasn't that amazing? Oh my gosh, thank you so much for listening today. Totally love your guts, and I'd love for you to share this with your friends and your family. Thank you again and again for listening, and we'll catch you next week.